You're listening to BRB Making Lemonade, a podcast created by women for women who are busy building successful brands and navigating their industries, aka making lemonade from whatever lemons life and work throws at them. Join your favorite lemons, Jacqueline and Julie, co-founders of Lemon Collective Marketing Inc., as we chat with inspiring female guests and explore the intricacies of being a woman in business. Whether you're a business owner, aspiring entrepreneur, or looking to find your passion, tune in every Wednesday to listen, learn, and celebrate all the women who are busy making lemonade. In this week's episode, we chat with Alyssa DeCosimo, owner of Elixir Beauty Mixology, a salon in Niagara Falls here in Canada, offering a range of services in addition to amazing cocktails. Uh, Alyssa opened up about the process of making her dream of owning a salon a reality and the struggles that came with it. She gave some amazing tips for female entrepreneurs and honestly, truly embodies the phrase women supporting women. So take a listen because we know you all are going to really enjoy this one. Thank you, Alyssa, so much for chatting with us today. Welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course. Excited to talk to you today. Absolutely. (laughs) Those listeners who may not know you and may not know what you do, give them a bit of background about your business and how it all started. Yeah, so I am the owner of Elixir Beauty Mixology. So it is a salon and cocktail bar in Niagara Falls. Nice. I love it. And what kind of inspired you to do that? So the inspiration of kind of opening up um, a business and being my own boss was more so just having the mental freedom for creation and control. I've always been super self-aware and kind of in control of exactly what I want. So I knew I wanted to do something where I could express my opinions and ideas without restraint. Um, In terms of actually opening up Elixir, I knew I always wanted to open up a salon. I've been in the beauty industry for quite some time, and I knew I wanted something different that Niagara Falls didn't really have. So that kind of created the, um, the business of Elixir. Mm -hmm. Because there are, there are so many salons, so many like aesthetic businesses in the area locally and just in general, but you bring something different to the table, which is adding the combination of the, the cocktails that you just newly introduced. Yeah. Yeah. And I really wanted it to be more than just a salon, but more of a place of like socialization and wellness. And I thought like, there's nothing better than bringing your friends, having some cocktails, bringing everything together in that sense too. So it'd be kind of unfolded that way. So true. So you're working in the aesthetics industry and then in between that. So I guess, um, you working in the aesthetics industry and opening Elixir, what was kind of like the catalyst where you were like, all right, I'm flipping the switch. Like I'm just doing it. You know what? It's something I knew I always kind of wanted to do. And it was, it wasn't really flipping the switch. It was more so like I had this in my mind. It was a game plan, but it was just the evolution of building myself up and knowing what I wanted. It was probably honestly a good four-year process of really making Elixir come to life, which is really crazy. But I think more so the flip of the switch would have to be with just the industry in general. And what I was studying in my undergrad is something totally different, but it was more so like a light bulb went off one day being like, I need to change careers. I need to do something that's going to really make me happy. And that's kind of how things started to progress. Amazing. I love it. When in the process of creating Elixir, what were the kind of the biggest obstacles that you came across and had to face? Um, I think definitely it would have been the fear of failure. Um, I felt like 
that's probably something a lot of people struggle with, but failing I knew would be a really big hit to my ego. Um, but it's my dad always gave me this advice and it really like stuck with me throughout this process, but it's the, the advice of opportunity over security. And it's basically like, what, what means more to you having the opportunity to create and do what you want or having the security of something very stable and neither choice is wrong. It's just what choice is going to make you happy. And that kind of helped me overcome that obstacle for sure. That is amazing. Thank you, Alyssa's dad. That is a great piece. I need to write that down, put it on my wall. I love it. That is so good. Opportunity. And it's just, it's something I've really always lived by. I love it. And so other than that, obviously you opened during or were preparing to open during a global pandemic. Like what did that change for you? Like, you know what, if anything, it really taught me patience. Um, I've always been someone who almost had too many ideas at once, which kind of got me into a lot of trouble. I would almost have too many things going on and then wouldn't fully, um, kind of commit to one thing. So with the pandemic, having to kind of take a step back, it really let me get down to the finer details, really understand why I wanted to do each thing and have more of a purpose behind it. So definitely was difficult, but it gave me some time to step back and look at the bigger picture. You're definitely not alone in that. Like we, we experienced that as well, just being forced to kind of take a look, look at everything, an overview of everything and realize what, what in particular you want to move forward with. So yeah, yeah we experienced that as well. Cause we we're guilty of a starting a bunch or getting a bunch of ideas and trying to go after all of them. And then some of them kind of like, or juggling too many balls, juggling too many hats. I think the saying is yeah. wearing too many hats. I don't know. Yeah. Wearing <laughs> whatever. Some sort of thing. Sure. But yeah. it's not a great that you guys have so many ideas. It's, it's awesome. Cause they're all great ideas, but it's just like reevaluating and seeing mm-hmm. what at that moment is going to give you the most purpose. Exactly. exactly. And like prioritizing. Exactly. Um, during that period, is there anything that you ended up being like, actually, maybe I should tweak this now that I have the time I should change this? Or did you kind of follow the same plan that you had originally? You know what? Yeah, I, I think it allowed me to kind of think of new ideas, add more things. Um, to be honest, opening up the salon was like one of the most overwhelming things I've ever done, especially because I've never actually worked in a salon. It's <laughs> uh, amazing. I, just right out of aesthetic school, um, I just started kind of working for myself and taking on clients that way. So if anything, it just let me learn, do more research, figure out exactly what I needed opposed to what I wanted. And I kind of um, went through it that way. Nice. Yeah. That's a different way to go at it, but that's, it, it's worked out so far. So yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's put fingers crossed. Yeah, we'll keep those fingers crossed. Now, yeah. um, you actually have a fairly established team from being so new still. So if you can talk to us a bit about your hiring process and creating a team, because there are entrepreneurs that listen to the podcast or business owners who may not have a team like us. And I just kind of want to know more about how, how'd you pick your team? Like all of that. I just want to know. Yeah. Um, the hiring process and creating a team is really amazing. And I've really lucked out to have such valuable girls that are so amazing, but definitely the hiring process and being someone's boss is something I've really struggled with. Mm -hmm. Um, 
it's, it's really hard to kind of take that friend level and turn it into a boss level. Um, I'm quite an overthinker and even telling someone what to do. Sometimes I'm like, Oh my gosh, am I, am I being mean? And it's hard. Do you know what I mean? So it's, that was really hard. Like finding that balance between being a leader and also like having a relationship with my employees kind of outside the salon too. So that was definitely something I struggled with, but the hiring process, what I've really found is I have to let my staff be authentically who they are. Um, They all put their own spin and twists on things. And that's kind of what really brought our community of Elixir together in that sense. Um, The hiring process was honestly really easy with these girls because they are amazing, but yeah, it was really just coming together and letting everyone have their own little niche in the salon. I like that. It's amazing. I was going to say, do you still have, um, cause you are like, this is still also fresh. Like, are you still having difficulty kind of finding a balance between friendship and being someone's boss and telling people what to do and how do you kind of overcome that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's something I'm definitely still working on. I'm not going to say I'm perfect at it because it is still a big struggle for me. Um, but honestly, the girls are so patient with it and they're honestly great too. Like sometimes they're just like, Alyssa, like you're my boss. Just, just tell me exactly what you want. It's really great for them too. Um, I think my biggest thing though, is it's my responsibility to like keep the salon flowing and going, but it's also my responsibility to allow my employee, my employees to discover their own paths and like reach their own level of success as well. So it's kind of like morphing into those two people at once. Talk to us about the most, like the most fun and the least fun parts about starting Elixir and running the business in general. Um, okay. So the most fun is definitely like what I was just saying is it's kind of working with like my best friends every single day. Um, we formed such a community, which is really great, especially because before working for myself, just like out of a little studio, as much as I was seeing people every day clients, it was, it could get lonely at times for sure, because it was just kind of like a one man show. So I think it's so nice to finally be part of a community, which mm-hmm. I've definitely longed for. So that's definitely the most fun. That's a good one. Yeah. Least fun. Um, I think kind of what I touched on before too, is I really, really don't like hurting people's feelings. So like having to give direction and make decisions that is going to benefit the business at a whole, as a whole, that might not benefit like one particular person. That's definitely the least fun and most difficult part, but Mm -hmm. for the most part, everything has been going really smoothly. So I would say the fun outweighs the, the (laughs) non-fun. Absolutely. We like and what is that. like the scariest part, I guess, thinking of the future and like making decisions for growing Elixir. Hmm. The scariest part, I think it comes back down to that fear of failure. Um, but another little advice shout out to my dad is uh, he always says he's like the most beautiful part of it is you get to wake up tomorrow and do it all over again. So he's like, make your mistakes, but have fun doing it. Enjoy the process because you get to wake up tomorrow and do it all over again. I am living for your focus. <laughs> Another amazing piece of advice. Yeah. Seriously, so supportive. He's very wise and he knows the right things to say, which has really helped me throughout the whole process for sure. Now let's transition a bit to more general entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Um, but still sticking in the industry. So what are some of your best tips 
for female entrepreneurs who are in your industry? What would you give them just whether they're makeup artists, whether they're trying to start their own salon, what kind of tips would you give? Yeah, I think um, definitely just there should be more emphasis on supporting one another in the industry. Um, Unfortunately, there's such great things that come with this industry, but unfortunately there is a big competitive side, which I've always found myself like finding it difficult to fit into. Um, But that being being said, there are like so, so many great salon owners, but I think definitely just supporting one another, there's enough work to go around. And that's the whole point of kind of like a salon too, is bringing people together, making them feel good. And to kind of go off that, um, I have a girlfriend that I met throughout, um, working in the industry. Her name's Kimya and she owns beauty bar company. And she is like the epitome of female support. Like even the other day, well, I guess a few months ago now, she stopped by the salon just with some eyelash tweezers for me being like, I really think you would love these. Like it's just little things like that. Bringing people together is really, really great. So I think just supporting one another. And that being said, go check her out, um, beauty bar company in St. Catharines. Yes. That just opened, right? Yeah. It op- they had their grand opening, I think like a month ago now. It looks yeah. so lovely. I'm so yeah. into that. Yeah. And yeah. I couldn't agree more. Cause like Similar to Jacqueline and I's industry, is that how you mean to Jacqueline and I? <laughs> Our industry. <laughs> and I assume most, um, it always seems like there is an aspect of competition and it's not, it shouldn't be that way. We've mm-hmm. made, like, we've grown so much more by collaborating with people than being in competition. And yeah. That's, it's really good advice. Yeah. Like sharing the knowledge, sharing advice, all that stuff. It's to be all about supporting each other. Sharing so. is caring. Sharing is caring. <laughs> I think it could just kind of like that, that fear of failure again. And it's like, oh, if I, if I give too much attention to this person, am I taking away from myself? But at the end of the day, it's only going to help you grow. It's going to bring more connections and networking. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I agree. Exactly. So what is something or maybe more than one thing that you wish you knew before you started the process of opening Elixir? Um, I think I'm still learning right now. So it's definitely hard to answer. I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm going to look back maybe a year or two years from now and have a better answer for that. But I think with starting Elixir or in this um, industry in general is definitely how important client connection is. Um, The physical craft of doing the service definitely is really important, but honestly, 50% of the service is just connecting with your client, um, reading them, like the emotional intelligence of it too. Mm -hmm. So I think that's definitely something that I wish I knew more to really focus on, but it's definitely something that I'm slowly learning and incorporating more into the salon as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. You are still, it is still fairly fresh. So you learn, you look back in a couple of years and you'll see so many things, I'm sure, but hopefully not yeah. so many things. <laughs> so many <Yeah>. things. Um, <laughs> so what keeps you going when things like when you've had a bad day or maybe like a crappy client, not saying that there are any crappy clients that come to Elixir, but what happens when you have a bad day and you kind of need to be motivated? Like what keeps you going when things get difficult? Yeah, that's something definitely that. Um, things do get difficult a lot, not even with like, just like crappy clients, but just with little things, even like, oh, if our music system stopped working, it's definitely, there's always little things every day that like, honestly, sometimes make you want to feel like you want to give up. And Mm -hmm. I hate admitting that because I want to come off as someone like super confident within the, within the industry, but 
things can definitely get difficult. Um, I know I definitely struggle too with like imposter syndrome and Mm -hmm. feeling like, do I really even know what I'm doing? So Mm. I think how to get through that is kind of going back to the advice of, you know what, I get to wake up tomorrow and do it all over again, try something new, fix those mistakes. So that's definitely how I try to look at it. Then again, a lot easier said than done. Like there's a lot of times I'm like sitting in bed, like crying, being like, what am I doing? But it's just waking up tomorrow and starting again. I love it. And I think that's so important for people to hear, especially because you come off so confident and not saying you're not confident, or I think most people do probably seem confident to the outside world, but we all obviously struggle for sure some days for whatever's happening. Um, And it's just so nice to hear when other people kind of admit like, no, we deal with the exact same things you do. Daily life is daily life. Um, For sure. I think social media, it, it makes it really difficult too, because obviously if, if, if we were to do a really bad pedicure or something, we're not going to take a picture of it (laughs) on social media. Do you know what I mean? So (laughs) exactly. So you're not that bad pedicures. We do amazing, but (laughs) you're never going to show the bad. So it's constantly like going through my newsfeed and seeing all these other salons being like, Oh my gosh, look how good this looks. Look how good their day is going. And then you, it's the comparison that definitely Mm -hmm bit difficult. Um, but it's just, yeah, knowing, okay, I'm going to do better tomorrow. I'm going to keep going and knowing that everyone does have their own struggles behind the scenes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's so true. Um, now we kind of already asked you this, you've already given a few pieces of advice, but what's the best advice that you've been given that helped you start your business? Would it be the things that your dad said, or is there anything else that you've kind of inspired you or motivated you? Uh, yeah, there is definitely, um, something else too, being that failure is subjective and failure to someone else might actually be a huge step for me. So it's, um, just staying in my own lane, focusing on my own, my own, I guess, footsteps in the process and not really comparing it to other people because it's all subjective and what I'm doing even really poorly for someone else might be like what they're striving to do and vice versa. So that's definitely, um, kind of the, the advice I have for that. You're coming in with like such <laughs> quotable pieces of advice. I love it. <laughs> did your dad give you that one? He's... He did. Three for three. <laughs> there you go. I don't want to say he did. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. What a king. He's awesome. He's like <laughs> best friends. Yeah. He's, he definitely helps me with that. Oh, that's I'm good. You need a support it. system, especially when being an entrepreneur and running your own business, starting your own business. For sure. Absolutely. Right. So let's say you can go back in time, start Elixir from the ground up all over again. What, if anything, would you do different? Yeah, actually there's a lot. I would definitely do the same, but what I would definitely do different, I think is just enjoy the process more. Um, I came across this meme on Instagram the other day, actually, and it was like being anxious. Is it going to change the outcome of the situation? I don't know if that's even a meme, but I came across, I was like, I wish I like read that right before I started, because there's so many days where just even making myself sick from being so anxious and it's, what's the point? That's not going to change the outcome of the situation. So just, I wish I enjoyed the process more, um, definitely the journey is half the fun of it. Um, I think I read too, um, in a book, I think it was the subtle art of not giving a fuck. I don't know if you guys have read it. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry. Can I, 
I, I said, yeah, that. oh, absolutely. <laughs> but um, it's kind of like the climb is like the fun part. It's like enjoy the journey to the top because once you get to the top, it's it's kind of over. So I think just enjoying that process more and not being so stressed out about it. I think that's such a good pizza pizza piece of advice for anyone starting a business. Like when you start off your business in the very beginning, you just want to get to a certain point. You just want to get this number of clients or get this amount of money, but you, you often don't enjoy the process while you get there. And then it kind of goes by in a flash. So Mm. I think that's, yeah, I think that's a great piece of advice. Thanks. Yeah, definitely thing I have to work on for sure, but, um, something I'm learning to work on. Mm-hmm. I think we all do, right? Like there's always that next goal that's like, I'll be okay or not. I'll be, like, I'll be happy yeah. when I reach this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You get into a vicious cycle being like, are you ever truly happy then? Or, and then you look back being like, I wish I enjoyed that more. Or those were the good old days, but you didn't know you were in the good old days. You know what exactly. I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. This is the last of our questions. And then we have a few listener questions that were submitted. So Ooh. Last question from us. Tell us about a time that you made lemonade. Um, I don't know if this is really making lemonade, but I guess it kind of could be. But when I, after I finished my undergrad, I moved to Toronto to do um, the makeup part of my schooling. And um, I'm not going to say like what salon, but there was a salon there that was definitely very like similar to Elixir. And I wanted to work there so badly and I sent my resume in probably like 20 times and <laughs> heard a single response from them and I was so crushed but I was just I remember one day being like I'll prove them wrong like I'm gonna work somewhere like that place and I think that kind of too helped the flow into creating elixir it was just kind of in the back of my mind being like not really prove anyone wrong but being like if I want to do this, if I want to work at a place like this, like I'm going to do it myself then. And yeah, so I guess I kind of made lemonade that way. Oh, I 100%. Think that's <laughs> yeah, absolutely. For sure. oh, if they're not yeah. going to let you work there, then do it yourself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was definitely quite a long time ago now, but it was <laughs> working there. Don't get me wrong. I would still love to go there, but yeah, um, I guess, yeah, when life gives you those setbacks, you just kind of use them and push forward. There you go. Perfect. All right. Listener questions. First question we have, what is worth spending money on slash what's overhyped and not worth it? I'm assuming they mean in terms of like products. I think definitely when it comes to skincare, especially if you're starting out, less is more. Um, It's definitely great to have like really fun serums and face masks and this, this and that. But if you're starting out, just keep it basic. Um, our skins can really adapt to even like the smallest little changes into our skincare. So a solid cleanser and a solid moisturizer starting out is honestly really all it takes sometimes. So I would definitely say, start with the basics. Don't worry about investing in 500 different products. So this is probably about kind of, kind of similar, but like what is needed and not needed in terms of like laser filler and things like that. Like, I guess maybe do you go all in or when do you kind of start introducing new things? I think it's, it's so hard with the beauty industry now. And like, I love every service, but I think people can be super overwhelmed because like no more of the days where people had to like go onto a salon website and ask to see their portfolio and this or that, like you are getting images flashed at you like every five seconds. So it's really overwhelming to, to people. And they think that they need all these services at once or need them at all. And 
I think the biggest thing is definitely baby steps. Try out a service one at a time. If it makes you feel good, amazing. Keep on doing that. And if it doesn't make you feel good, like spend your money elsewhere for sure. So I think it's just taking those little small steps into the services and seeing what's going to be right for you because every single person is different. Great answer. <laughs> um, all right. Another listener question. If you weren't in the aesthetics industry, what would you be doing instead? Hmm. So when I originally did my undergrad at McMaster, it was for social psych and business. And growing up, I was definitely always a very emotional, like sensitive kid. And I always thought I wanted to be some sort of counselor or in the industry to just talk to people and make them feel good. Um, So I think maybe something to do with, I don't know, some sort of counseling or something to do with mental health. Yeah, I think that's definitely where I would be instead. I can see you doing that. You've been just so open, even talking about like your imposter syndrome and your fear fear of failure today in this podcast. So I can totally see you doing that in another life. Because I still (laughs) want to live your life. Please keep doing this. (laughs) Thanks. Okay. So how do you approach differentiating yourself from other aesthetic businesses? I guess obviously there's um, like the cocktail perspective, but in like the actual aesthetics um, services, how do you go about that? And are there any challenges or any advice you'd give for anyone who's kind of looking to differentiate their own brand? Um, I think just being authentic in what you offer and what you provide is just going differenti- to differentiate yourself right away. Just Every person is so unique in how they go about things. So I think as long as you're being authentic to yourself and to your business, that's going to create your own little niche in the industry just like that. So I would say that's a big way of differentiating yourself. Um, Another way, I think just we have just a really big emphasis on socialization in the industry and just bringing people together in that sense. So I think that kind of makes us just a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Okay. Well, that kind of wraps up the episode. So thank you so much for answering all those questions. Now it's time to plug yourself. Where can everyone find you on social and everything like that? Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. It was such a treat. Um, Mm -hmm. It was so great talking with you girls. Um, uh, If you guys want to find me, um, we are on Instagram, Elixir Beauty CA. Our website is elixirbeauty.ca and you're located in Niagara Falls. Amazing. Niagara Falls, CA. Niagara Falls. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure you subscribe on Apple or Spotify so you can get your episodes, our episodes, wow, directly on your phone. If you haven't yet, rate and review the podcast. Let us know what you think. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at BRB Making Lemonade. You can find me, Jacqueline, at Jacqueline Mick and Julie at Julie Christine. Feel free to reach out, send us any guests you think would be a good fit for the podcast. Our merch is available on brbmakinglemonade.ca and new episodes of the podcast are up every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in until then keep making lemonade and we'll see you next week. BRB. BRB.